That's orgasmic. You are joined by host Emily Duncan, and it's the third fucking season. I cannot believe it. We're here. I obviously had a little bit longer of a break than I was meant to. My two weeks turned into three months, but I needed it. I was very stressed. I had a lot going on in my life, and I had to put myself first. I know that as somebody who kind just with my anxiety and like trying to live up to high expectations I know in six months and I'm gonna look back and be like I should have posted every day I would have more streams I'd be bigger you know than where I am now but I really did have to put myself first because like I was meant to move to the other side of Australia and that fell apart and then I had to find somewhere else to live in Geelong and that was just a shit show and it was just really, really messy and really stressful. And then uni started and now I'm a sexology student, which is fucking amazing. I can't believe like I'm finally here. Like, as you guys know, like I started this in like 2020 with this being the goal and I'm finally fucking here and it is amazing. Like I have never enjoyed uni so much. So that's exciting. I am currently in Perth. I flew over to do a week of like an intensive block and it just confirmed that like sexology is exactly where I want to be. And now I kind of, you know, I'm getting that academic experience and knowledge and I'm going to be able to, you know, share my knowledge with you guys. And I'm so fucking excited. And I just feel, I guess I had a bit of imposter syndrome before. I'm like, who am I to have this podcast and talk about these things when I have no, I guess, no background behind me apart from somebody who just genuinely enjoys sex and talking about it. So I'm excited to now, I guess, grow and feel more confident within this space, hopefully. Uh, However, it does seem like from everyone else I talk to and even like my lecturers at um, within this space and sexology that imposter syndrome is a very big thing but yeah I'm so fucking excited I have gone to record this episode about four or five times over the past like honestly three weeks and I've recorded the whole thing but I've been in such different headspaces and today feels like the first day that I'm ready to just just talk and bear all and not give a fuck about what anyone else thinks because I've been doing a lot of dating and I think that kind of muddles things for me and fucks with my head on what what do I share I've just had three months off and we know I start the first episode off with an update on fucking hot and dirty sex I've been having and dating people makes that tricky because I'm like well I don't really want to come up on here and be like this is all the dirty sexy things I've been doing and then this person have access to it and it make them uncomfortable I don't know it's a tricky space to navigate I'm still trying to learn how to do it but I'm in a I don't give a fuck mood right now so now obviously as I said a lot's happened we're now a sexology student we've had three months off and in that three months I have had so much fucking sex so much fucking sex like I there's been weeks where there's been three different people in the week And it's very funny. I have been trying to talk a lot more about casual dating like with dad just because I know that he really wants me to be in a committed relationship and something. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be monogamous, but he just he'd love for me to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And he 
has been kind of, he doesn't push for it, but anytime I mention somebody new, he gets really excited and invested, invested in it. And there was one week where I saw three different people. I went on a couple of dates and also like went home with people. And I called him up after the first one because he was like, oh, what'd you get up to last night? And I was like, oh, I went on this date, told him about it. And he's like, oh my God, great. And then two days later, I'm like talking to him. I'm like, oh yeah, I went on, I went on another date. He's like, oh, with the guy again. I was like, oh no, this is a different one. And he's like, oh, okay. Can you keep this one around for a week? And I was like, maybe, I don't know. And then I saw that guy again. And was I talked to my, I talked to my parents a lot, especially like, I, I'm always on the phone to my dad literally like every day and then I said that I'd seen him again and dad was like excited he's like oh my god that that's two times and then it was my birthday so I saw the other guy I woke up to and then I went out for my birthday and then I went home with somebody else and then dad calls me up and because I have this sounds bad but like I have my snap maps on and dad can see like he just has a look after nights out and sees where I end up out of genuine curiosity and I think a little bit like oh where the fuck is this where is she this time because he knows that I do stupid shit when I go out and end up in really just weird places however this morning he sees I'm somewhere else and he calls me up he's like where are you and I was like oh like I went home with this person and he's like but what about the other guy and I was like oh no like I've forgotten about that one like he's still talking to me but like I've moved on to the next one and it was so funny, just, he just laughed and you could tell he was just like, what the fuck? Like, I just want to push his boundaries and get him comfortable with casual dating and that I'm not committing to anybody. And then like on the next week, I went on a date with somebody else and he was like, Emily, just try something for me. Just try and keep a guy around for a week. He's like, just try and do a week. And just see what happens. And then I end up seeing that person again a week later. And he's like, all right, Emily, two weeks. Let's have him for two weeks. He's like, you know what? Maybe even a month. Let's see if you can keep him around for a month. And it's just so fucking funny because I know he wants the best for me. And I guess what he sees the best for me in his eyes. He's just ready. He just wants me to have somebody, I think. Um, but it's very very funny mum on the other hand is just like go fuck anyone and everyone and have the time of your life but it's just very very funny the way he really pushes a monogamous relationship and then I've been really trying to open his eyes and be like dad I'm seeing a lot of different people and I literally have been like every week of this summer there's been somebody new I don't know where the fuck I've found these people because like Geelong there's not much to work with. Yeah, but I've done very well and it's been a very fun summer and I've been having a lot of different sex from like, and if I honestly would count my summer from like when uni ended. So like we've had sex with women, we've had threesomes, we've had a lot more kinkier sex. I have gone like eight years of my life of having sex and never having somebody spit in my mouth. The last three people I've slept with have spat in my mouth. And I don't know if I'm just putting out a different energy and I'm just like, I want something like, I don't want to have sex in a way that's different to how I normally have sex. I want it to be a bit more kinky. I want to feel almost inexperienced and learn. And that's been happening. So I went out in Perth, in Fremantle, by myself. Because I came to Fremantle for the weekend. I was by myself. And I was like, okay, Emily, 
let's be bold. Let's be brave. Let's hit the town. Go by yourself. Let's have a bottle of champagne. Go out, see who we meet and see what happens. Now I go, I drink my bottle of champagne and at this point I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Like it's seated service here because of COVID. I'm like, that's scary. It's not like there's dance floors and people standing around. Like I don't want to walk into a bar and everyone's sitting on their little groups in their groups on tables. And then I have to just sit awkwardly by myself or just walk up to a table. So I go, okay, let's go buy a vape. I'll buy a vape. Then I can go into the smokers where a lot of people do stand by themselves. Like that's not weird. So I go and buy my vape. Weirdest fucking vape I've ever seen. Western Australia has like different vapes here. And I then cross the road and there's this girl walking towards me and I don't know why, but I just walked up to her and I was like, hi, like I am new to Frio. I don't know where to go out. Do you have any recommendations? And she was like, I'm from Melbourne. I have no idea, but I'm going out by myself. And I was like, I'm from Geelong. Like, oh my God. And she was like, should we go out together? And I was like, fucking oath we should. So we go to this place that was actually recommended to both of us and we get there. Anyway, she couldn't get in because she didn't have a hard copy ID. So she had to like leave and come back. So I was left by myself and I was like, all right, let's do what you do best. Let's just talk. (laughs) So there's this big group of boys in front of me. And I was like, hey boys, like my friend, she just had to leave. Can I join your friendship group? And come in with you guys and just hang out till I work out what's going on. And they're like, no worries. Come, come with us. Anyway, I go in with them and I ended up spending the whole night with them. I had so much fucking fun. They literally just like took me in under their wing. And she ended up, she did come back and was there for a little bit, but not too long. Um, But it was great because like these boys then took me to like the next place when that place closed. And we stayed to the next place till that one closed. Although everything was closed up by 1am here. Like it's so weird. I'm used to being able to stay out like all night. And so I left and went out by myself. And then obviously I came home with somebody because it's me. And I picked up this American and fuck me. Accents just get me. They're so sexy. So sexy. Um, and because I just had my week of sexology and I was like, you know what? I'm feeling confident. I want to, you know, explore all the things that I've always wanted to, but I get a little bit scared. Like this is all, this is all normal things to do. Not that I like the word normal, but like, I just want to explore. Let's have some fun. So you betcha. I ate ass and I fingered him and we he slapped me across the face I've never been slapped across the face but it was it was something I don't think I enjoyed it it took me it caught me off guard um I can see how people would enjoy it but I'm not a big pain person in that sense so and he slapped me hard like it was hard good for the experience don't know if I'd do it again or if I did like had it happen again I think I'd want it done a bit differently third one to spit in my mouth in a row I was just like oh my I'm putting out this energy and it's coming back like it's coming back and like we literally had sex all over my apartment that I'm in um which was so much fun he was literally like I want to fuck you everywhere and I was like okay (laughs) if you insist and I'm sitting here sitting on the couch that we had sex on for I don't even know how long it was going for at least an hour and like the rug is so fucked up just moved around because I guess I don't know what we did I don't even know but it was like it was so much fun and like this is like the sex I've been just having like even 
oh my god like even at one point like tmi for some people but like i was fingering him sucking his balls and like my other hand was like giving him a hand job and i was like fuck like those with penises could just experience so much pleasure they can have so much done to them and like it was just it was beautiful (laughs) it was just like it was so much fun and like the guy before that was very very much the same except I just didn't feel comfortable just doing going that to this extent I don't know why and then the one before that I my clothes didn't even come off and like it was I felt it was such a just sensual experience and like it was the first time that I had this moment of sex is so much more than penetration for me personally I left that being like I had sex with that person but my clothes didn't even come off because I felt more with what they were doing to my body and the places they were touching and the way they were doing it than I sometimes do with penetrative sex with some people like there was apparently this spot on my neck that like feels insane like insane and I had no idea it existed and this person was very good like they went at my neck for like 10 minutes and I was like fuck there's gonna be so many hickeys because I get them so easily not a single mark on my neck and I was like how and like even just the little things like the way they pulled my hair the way they choked me like I didn't wake up with a sore chest normally after I get choked I get a sore chest but like this person knew exactly exactly what they were doing so that was very good and that's now like three in a row and I'm like yeah I'm putting I'm putting the right energy out because it's coming back to me and it's what it's what I want um whereas I've had other instances this summer where the sex just fucking sucks like it's so bad I literally had one guy bring fucking ice cream over that he got from a place 15 minutes away from where I live so obviously it's gonna be fucking melted and like because he got it in cups and he gets there and it's melted and it's going all over my fucking floor and I was like for fuck's sake we put it upstairs he's got two cups that are like loaded like so so much ice cream in there and he's like are you gonna eat it and I was like yeah I'll have some I was like which one do you want he's like I'm not eating I was like excuse me he's like I don't want any ice cream and I was like so why would you bring two cups of ice cream like what are you gonna sit there and watch me eat it and, like, I didn't even want the ice cream in the first place because, like, I'm, like, toast intolerant. I was, like, I'm just going to feel disgusting. But, like, I felt bad, like, when he offered it. I was, like, okay, sure. And then I was, like, I'm not going to sit here and eat it. So I left it. And then at one point, I'm down on my knees and I flick my hair back and I am then just wet. My whole back, my bed, <laughs> my fucking hair got in the ice cream and flicked all over me. I, sh- like afterwards I could have snapped my hair off it was that fucking crunchy it was just it was so bad and like it was with this like 19 year old it was the second time they'd ever had sex like it was just it was oh my god it was just so bad it was so bad and like I knew I get this feeling in my stomach I knew before they even came over that this was gonna be like a story to tell so there's still definitely been some pretty shitty sex um but I feel like I'm now coming out of it coming out of the shit sex we're having some great sex I've been going on a lot of dates I think I've just been putting out a different um just different energy 
and my psychologist has been doing a lot of work with me on like relationships and confidence and she's trying to like you know help me I guess state and understand what I want in a person and change my my mindset around it which I think has definitely been helping however we managed to finish off the summer in a way a lot of young people I imagine finish off their summers and I went and got my SDI test because I get them like regularly obviously because I have a lot of casual sex and this summer I wasn't the best with my condom use um Sober me, great, great at it. I know I need to use protection. Drunk me, apparently it doesn't really matter with drunk me. I just, I just don't do it. I do often like suggest it. And then because I'm normally sleeping with somebody else who's intoxicated, they can't stay hard. And then they're like, oh, let me just take the condom off so I can stay hard. And then we take the condom off and I'm like, fuck. That was stupid. So anyway, I'm at the gym and I get the missed phone call and I look at my friend and I'm like, for fuck's sake, not again. And third time's a charm, chlamydia. And first thing, the second time I had it, I put out the energy that everything comes in threes, there's going to be a third time. Wrong, Wrong energy to put out, but here we are. I've had chlamydia for the third fucking time and I was so I wasn't even I couldn't be mad because I did it to myself and mum and dad I'm sorry I I know I should have done better like I had pelvic inflammatory disease the last time and had to have a fucking laparoscopy like surgery you think I would learn my lesson and I also feel like with sexology like I was reading one of my papers and they're like oh those who like study sexology and work within it tend to um you know, take care of their sexual health better, better, and like use protection and all of these different things. And here I was with chlamydia for the third time, and I was like, "Fuck, Emily, not again!" Like it was just, yeah, it was not fun. And this time it was different because obviously the first two times I had a boyfriend, so it was just a conversation between me and him. Whereas this time I was like, "Fuck, now I need to message everybody," and. I had so much internalized shame come up. I didn't think that would happen, but it was so much harder this time um, because I had to tell people who I wasn't dating and I did not like that. I did not enjoy that at all and that was really hard and I definitely found the experience easier because I do have all the education. So I was at the gym, so I started messaging them straight away and I'd like message one, do my next set then look at their response, do my next set, message the next one, do my next set. So it was like good for burning off my um, energy and stress. And I had my friend there for support, which was great. Um, It was just fucking funny. Everyone took it very well, which I was grateful for. And it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad experience, but I would never wish it upon anybody and I don't want to do it again. So I didn't get my shit together. It's not sober me, it's drunk me. And it's, I'm just I'm just going to be like so open and honest with you. It's like, it's, just, it's not easy. Like, I think with just the, as a young person, I don't know if it's just me, but like, especially the guys I sleep with, because a lot of the time I'm having sex with cis men, they just, they don't give a fuck about condoms. And like, I'll say that I want to use a condom and I'll use it and then it like all come off during or like, it's just... 
they're not even bringing up the conversation like it's always me who has to bring it up like they just assume like oh she must be on some form of contraception we don't care about stis like it's very yeah it's not easy and like i've had a lot of sex so you think i would get better at it but i still struggle and even with all of everything you know the knowledge behind me and trying to get more confident in this stuff like i do genuinely still struggle with it and I guess I need to really sit down and try and work out a way that's going to work for me to put my sexual health first. I obviously get tested all the time, which is important, but I also need to do preventative measures because I can't have chlamydia again. Now, one thing that really has kind of frustrated me through having it this third time is every single person I have told that I had had contracted chlamydia that wasn't somebody that I was informing that I'd had sex with like all of my friends and stuff their first response was who do you think gave it to you and I was like excuse me I gave it to myself why does it matter who who gave it to me we don't need to put blame on somebody if we're going to blame somebody blame me I decided to not use a condom I agreed to not use one. It's not like somebody just took it off without telling me or there was, you know, like stealthing or anything. Like everybody, like it was a consensual decision. We were not using a condom. Even if it wasn't said, I did not stop them and tell them, hey, let's use a condom. I gave it to myself. And I find that really frustrating when people try and put a blame on somebody because it just continues to stigmatize STIs because we can feel better about it. If we can pinpoint it and be like, hmm, fucking joe over there gave me an sti it's his fault he gave it to me it's like no if you consensually agreed to unprotected sex you gave it to yourself you put yourself in that position to contract an sti it's your responsibility and we don't need to blame other people like what like the only satisfaction people get out of that is try and make themselves feel better like there's it just really pisses me off and I think that if you're somebody who contracts it like we don't need to blame somebody it is not somebody's fault unless as I said there's a situation where they know they have an SDI and they haven't disclosed it or like stealthing and they've taken the condom off without your consent so yeah I just found that really frustrating this time and I think it just shows that we still do have a long way to go even with some of the people that I thought were pretty sex positive around me um it was yeah it was interesting very interesting and like as if I was gonna know like I was asymptomatic I kind of knew something was a little off but uh, for the most part part I had no symptoms and I was just getting my regular test so yeah I thought that was very interesting not the way I wanted to finish my summer off, but it was probably another good lesson to learn. I'm going to try and do better from now on. But yeah, it was an interesting experience, brought up a lot of different emotions I wasn't expecting. But I guess that's just internalized shame. Even after some, like as somebody who, you know, I've had this platform for like 18 months now and I've done a lot of work and research like per, like research myself into this stuff and I now study sexology and we have learned about STIs and I'm still putting myself in these situations so yeah I just just wanted to touch on that 
and I think quite fitting. You know, the first season, first episode was about chlamydia. Now we're kind of going back to our roots. So we've got chlamydia again. And I also have a lot of guests this season who have featured before. Well, not a lot, but a few. And I'm very excited. I found for my mental health because I had such a long break in a long time since I had to find guests again I was really anxious and it was really good for me to go back to people I was comfortable with and it was good getting my foot back in the door so we've got a new season so please reach out if you're somebody who has a story you want to share and you want to come on if you want to hear about a certain topic let me know and I will find the right people to discuss those topics with me So yeah, if any comments, questions, stories, anything, please reach out either through my email, emilyduncan at thatsorgasmic.com or my Instagram, thatsorgasmic. Please leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen to this podcast and subscribe uh, so you do not miss any of the third season. I'm so excited to be back and I cannot wait for the conversations we're going to have and the topics we're going to explore because, well, you know... It's been, we've had this for a while now. Let's get into the deep stuff, the good stuff. So thank you, Shaggers. And I will see you next week. <gasps>